Hey, it's Jeffrey Craner. So my co-writer, Joseph Fink, and I have written three novels set in the world of Night Vale. There's Welcome to Night Vale, a novel, which answers the question, who's the man in the tan jacket and what does he want with our city? There's It Devours, in which we go inside the joyous congregation of the smiling God. And the most recent novel is called The Faceless Old Woman Who Secretly Lives in Your Home, and it is about... Well, a faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home. This last one is our favorite book that we've written together. The ending is shocking, and the journey getting there is full of adventures, laughs, and horror. But aside from Night Vale, we've written other books, too. Joseph wrote a middle-grade novel, The Halloween Moon, about a Halloween-obsessed girl named Esther Gold who goes out trick-or-treating for one last year, only to find her town under the thrall of a mysterious presence. Plus, Joseph and Meg Bashwinner, co-host of Good Morning Night Vale, published The First Ten Years, a hilarious and sweet he-said-she-said said memoir about the first ten years of a relationship. And finally, my fellow Within the Wires writer Janina Mathewson and I wrote a novel called You Feel It Just Below the Ribs, a fictional autobiography in an alternate 20th century that chronicles one woman's unusual life, including the price she pays to survive and the cost her choices hold for the society she is trying to save. So yeah, check out the books we've written. Just go to welcometonightville.com, click on books for a complete list of everything we've been writing. That's welcometonightville.com, click on books. Or just wherever you get your books, just search our names. And hey, thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Act natural. Act like all of nature. Act like the entire cycle of life and death and change and rebirth. Welcome to Night Vale. Guess what day it is today, listeners? It's Parade Day! Remember how I told you about the not-at-all-secret parade today at the location we discussed via radio? Remember I publicly announced today's parade at that specific location? And I announced it not in a tapped-out code underneath the basketball highlights but completely in a clear and spoken language, we want everyone at today's parade, at that time and place we discussed. There will be lots of things happening. Planned things, strategic things. There will be some special guests that are not teenage fugitives named Tamika Flynn. She won't be there, and thus 
could not possibly organize any community insurgency at all. She's a fugitive, wanted for destruction of Strexcorp property. And we wouldn't want her to show up and ruin our parade day by leading a helicopter rebellion against what she calls her words, not mine. A dystopian corpocratic regime. Nope. I would never want to bring down the malevolent... <coughs> benevolent corporation that owns our station. In fact, if you see Tamika Flynn, you should probably follow her and listen closely to what she says to you. Not so you can help overthrow Strexcorp, of course. Not that at all. Follow Tamika Flynn. See you at Parade Day. In other news, a series of one-sided doors have begun appearing around town. Tomas Perez, head of Perez Accounting, said an old oak door with a brass knob appeared overnight in his office. It's right in front of the doorway of the supply closet. He said he went to get supplies this morning for a staff meeting. Pens, markers, a legal pad, some anti-venom, but accidentally opened the wrong door, revealing several men and women standing in a bright desert hellscape, holding swords and sticks and even a few rifles. Tomas stared at them. They stared at Tomas. One of the barbaric figures put a finger to her lips and shook her head. No. Another reached in, grabbed the door, and slowly closed it, keeping eye contact with Tomas the whole way. Claire Wallace, a freelance photographer, sent in photos of a door that appeared in the empty lot across from the rec center. In one photo, the door is cracked open, and there is an elderly woman near it. I cannot see her face. She is putting up a sign that reads, Future Home of the Old Night Vale Opera House. And in another photo, she is walking toward the door. Her face is still obscured. In the last photo, the door is shut, and she is gone. I can see the words, Josefina Contractors, Inc., in small print across the bottom of the sign. Juanita Jefferson, head of Neighborhood Improvement Organization, Night Vale or Nothing, said one such door appeared in her backyard. One side seemed to be an old oak door with a brass knob. On the other side, there was nothing. She could see no door at all. 
Juanita said she opened the door from the visible side and saw a vast, sandy wasteland and nearby mountains, which are just illusions, she added. Atop one of the mountains in the door was a lighthouse. She said she couldn't see any trees. Trees, she said sadly. They are us, she added, waving her hand lazily in the air as if to shoo away a very slow bee. Reporters then noticed a very slow bee spiraling sluggishly but recklessly away from the scene. And now a word from our sponsor. Take a look at your life. What do you see? Nothing, right? You can see nothing at all. Oh, sure, you think you see a series of flashes and flickers, of shapes and shades of color. You think you see familiar things like faces and letters and walls and your own hands. Those aren't familiar at all. You've never seen any of that before. Your hands aren't even your own. Whose hands are they? Who are you? Is this what it is like to die? Are you dying? If not, when? And where will you die? When and where were you born even? Wait. How did you forget your place and date of birth? I understand you can't comprehend the relentlessness of existence, but your own birthday is pretty easy to remember. You've got more problems than we thought, listener. Okay, fine. Your birthday is July 3rd, and your birthplace was Tulsa, Oklahoma. Feel better? You don't, actually. You feel nothing, because your hands were never your own. You are imagining everything and perceiving nothing. At least you smell nice. We can at least tell you that. Irish Spring, whose hands are these? Now, let's have a look at traffic. There are roads. Upon those roads are cars, some moving in straight or gently curved lines, some idling in long, narrow crowds. And inside those cars are people, people who are moving or idling with their cars, one with their vehicles, sitting quietly, peacefully in plush chairs, hands resting outward on a circle that dictates direction. From the side, and seen without the car, they would look almost fetal. So vulnerable, these people, nestled in their protective outer shells. Are we living a life that is safe 
from harm. Of course not. We never are. But that's not the right question. The question is, are we living a life that is worth the harm? We are all driving towards something. We are all driving away from something else. It is the simplicity of physics. The simplicity of free will. Expect delays as you near the parade day exit, but do not change route. Stay your course. This has been Traffic. We're getting more updates about those doors. In fact, I have a very important scientist on the phone right now. He's at the very top of his field, a really handsome scientist. Stop. Hi, Carlos. So, you said you saw these new doors. Yes, I'm here with my research team at the house that does not exist in the Desert Creek housing development. The one that looks like it's there but isn't there. Our previous attempts to understand the home were futile. From the windows, it looks completely empty. But when you try to go inside, there's a fully furnished home and a woman named Cynthia living there. But today, all of the composite fiberglass doors on the house suddenly changed. They're now all old oak doors with brass knobs, and when we opened one, we finally saw the empty house that we've been seeing through the windows. If you go inside the home through these new doors, you can explore the house that does not exist, but you cannot return unless someone is on the other side of the door you went through. One of our scientists, Rochelle, went through and couldn't get back out. We only thought she was inside for about 45 minutes, but when we opened the door back up, she ran out saying she'd been trapped for several hours. She was sweating and starving, and she ate every one of the kolaches Dave made for us. So now we just need to do more experiments. We have to be careful because time is weird in Night Vale. But I'm going to do a bit of exploring in this house and get back to you and your listeners about what is going on here. Carlos, do be careful. I'll be fine, Cecil. I have a team of five talented scientists with me. They will be here to check on my progress and keep me from getting trapped. Without them, of course, it would be much more dangerous. But I am not without them. Not at all. Well, you're very brave. Thanks, Cecil. We're going to get to the bottom of this door story for you, listeners, because we have science on our side. Outgoing Mayor Pamela Winchell called another press conference today. Most of her press conferences are not newsworthy, as she calls everything she does a press conference. Lunch, getting a new end table, screaming into street-side mailboxes, testing the surface tension of low-flying birds. Basically, any simple activity we all do daily she is trying to make into news. This morning, however, 
while complaining about the unfair mayoral election process in Night Vale, where all votes are discarded in favor of a pronouncement from Hidden Gorge, Mayor Winchell saw a door appear in her office at City Hall. When she opened the oak door with the brass knob, she said she saw an angel, tall and beautiful and radiating dark light and operatic music. Mayor Winchell turned to the few remaining reporters who still attend her press conferences and said, Angels are real! I am staring at one right now! They are real, okay? She began to open the door wide to show the press, but the figure, who was certainly not an angel, mouthed, Shut up, Pamela! at Mayor Winchell. The alleged angel added, Shh, jeez! and slammed the door. Pamela corrected her previous announcement by vehemently denying the existence of angels, but hinting that mountains might be a thing. I don't know. Think about it, she mused as she continued slicing off chunks of her mahogany desk with a Bowie knife. Parade day has finally begun, listeners. Come to the parade grounds and see what kind of colors and noise a proud community can make. I am told now that 13-year-old Tamika Flynn is, in fact, at the parade. She has, in fact, been at the parade all along. I am telling this now to my producer, Daniel, who is throwing chairs in the control room. I am telling this now to my producer, Daniel, who I have locked in the control room. I am showing my producer, Daniel, that I am running the show from my own mixer as he stares dumbly at the cables he just yanked from the walls. The parade, as you know, as you have known all along, is at Strexcorp headquarters along the lip of Radon Canyon. The parade consists of half a dozen yellow helicopters, all of which have been commandeered by Tamika's band of well-read middle schoolers, who left town months ago to train for this moment. They apparently learned to fly the helicopters by reading books. Specifically, they learned by reading Italo Calvino's Invisible Cities, and a collection of Shirley Jackson short stories. Never underestimate the power of good literature. Listeners, this is one of the great moments in Night Vale history, and here is our chance to be part of it. Not since our town elders 
first donned soft meat crowns and wrote our town charter in their own blood on the side of a confused coyote, has this town had the chance to witness the birth of a truly new age. Witnesses are reporting helicopters above Strexcorp. Witnesses are reporting pre-teens carrying slingshots and wearing several reading achievement chevrons on their left breast pockets. Witnesses are reporting a bumbling swarm of Strexcorp security agents unable to contain the small revolution. Witnesses are reporting a dumbfounded and vile institution collapsing under the bloated weight of its own greed. I am reporting that I am barricading my door from the Strex-owned station management while making faces at Daniel, trapped in the booth. And while you fight, Night Vale, for Night Vale, for your town, for your home, I take you now, triumphant citizens, to the weather. Sleepy soul
As usual, Night Vale, a lot happened during the weather. And we missed it. Not because I wasn't reporting on it, but because we were not there to experience it. Witnesses are reporting what they saw today. But no witnesses joined in. The witnesses, weak and watching, only witnessed. Listeners. Oh, listeners. The band of well-read child revolutionaries, including their leader and only hero our town had left, Tamika Flynn, have been captured by a Strexcorp security team. Tamika led a great revolt to rid our town of a terrible evil and restore the original, less terrible evil that preceded it. But no one showed up. They only watched. She called to you. I called to you, Night Vale. But there just weren't enough of us. The children were all sent to the juvenile detention center, which has sat empty for years because of the specially calibrated school lunches formulated by the Night Vale Psychological Association. Tamika, just before her arrest, calmly waved a heavily notated copy of Bertolt Brecht's Life of Galileo. She then paraphrased the influential German playwright, saying, Sad is not the land that has no hero. Sad is the land that needs a hero. An officer took the book and slid it into a plastic bag as Tamika was handcuffed and led into the back of a bright yellow police cruiser with orange triangle logos. Night Vale. Night Vale. I tried to tell you about this day. I was very clear. Tamika was very clear. We could have done something, Night Vale, but we chose not to. Not one citizen outside of Tamika and her band of brilliant, brave children stood up to tyranny today. We all chose to stand down and hope change would be won for us and not by us. By someone else, we believed. A hero, we believed. But belief is only step one. Action is step two. Fighting for what you believe is step two. Solidarity 
is step two. Unity is step two. We did not take step two today, Night Vale. And now there will be no step three. We have failed, Tamika. But worse, we have failed ourselves. I'm... Um... I've got guests in my studio. I don't know how they undid my secret barricade made of cardboard signs that said KEEP OUT and SECRET ROOM in all caps with an exclamation point, but it's my program director, Lauren, and some man I've never seen before. But no. I have seen him before. Where have I seen you before? They do not look happy, Night Vale. Lauren and the stranger are smiling widely, their teeth white, lips pink, their eyes full but tight, deep dimples making their tiny noses into parenthetical asides. They are smiling, but they look very unhappy. Perhaps it is uh, time to sign off for the day. Um, I am sure to speak to you again very soon, listeners. Stay tuned next for the gentle sounds of forgiveness and a lilting melody of wounds healing. And until next time, good night, Night Vale. Hey, hey, what are you? Get- Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Commonplace Books. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voice of Carlos was Dylan Marin. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Take Up Your Spade by Sarah Watkins. Find out more at sarahwatkins.com. Also, her band, Nickel Creek, just released a new album and is right now touring, and you should definitely, definitely listen to them too. Comments? Questions? Email us at nightvale at commonplacebooks.com. Or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show, as well as all sorts of cool Nightvale stuff you can own. And while you're there, consider clicking the donate link. That'd be cool with you. Today's proverb. If you love something, set it free. If it starts flying around and chirping, it was probably a bird. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Craner, and I wanted to tell you about one of my other podcasts, Random Number Generator Horror Podcast Number 9. So the thing is, my friend Cecil Baldwin, the voice of Night Vale, loves horror movies, and he's helping make the genre more approachable for me, and hopefully for you too, one film at a time, in a random order. Are you squeamish about horror movies? Look, I get it, and no worries. Just listen in, and we'll tell you everything that happens. But do you love horror movies? Well, that's great too. Watch along with us each week. We've got nearly 200 episodes covering everything from The Shining to Leprechaun 4 in Space. I'm serious, we go in a random order. So check out Random Horror 9 wherever you get podcasts.